Have you made an honest review? Jump onto fifthwrist.com and read real takes by real owners about their watches. And of course, get involved and write about what's on your wrist. Fifthwrist.com is your independent space to talk watches. Welcome to the Independent Thinking Show for Fifth Wrist Radio. This is a place dedicated to showcasing the great people doing interesting things in the world of horology. My name is Roman, and today I am very excited. Hope you can tell from my voice. I've got two good humans with me. I've got old friends, and yeah, hope you'll like them. We've got Charlie from Books on Time. G'day, Charlie. Roman, thank you so much for having me. This is a complete honor, and I'm just so happy to be speaking and, and see your lovely face this <laughs> oh, oh on that note we'll bring our third guest in um obviously a friend of the show good human ricardo from my watch memoir welcome back thanks roman thank you charlie and as charlie mentioned it's, it's an it's an honor to be here and, and yeah super nice to to be able to connect again i think it's a, a year since our last episode and uh, and and this time we have the luxury well at least us to see each other over camera, over the phone, hey, over podcast. I don't think you'll be able to see us, but this is phenomenal. Oh, look, the you know, I I, I wouldn't allow video before because you know I had to have all the facial scar, you know, facial surgery scars to heal. Now that <laughs> now that they've really faded in, um, no, nah, it's good to see you guys. And yeah, what I know, I can't believe it's been a year. That's insane. Yeah, and I mean, now that this is Ricardo's second appearance, I think he is is going to be afforded an invitation to the slap group am i am i correct or <laughs> yeah absolutely it's yeah it's the world's least exclusive but best slack group to be in the fifth wrist slack group um everyone everyone is welcome except for rolex wearers but we do we do have to weed out the riffraff you know so if you have a daytona <laughs> yeah it's not for you um otherwise yeah everyone yeah even Unless like it's... a 28 millimeter date like mother of pearl date just will take those unless it's an open work it's an artisan's de Genève uh, open work uh, Rolex Daytona, then I think Rolex. I was, I'm sorry. I think Roman might approve of that. Yeah. Look. Yeah. If the, yeah. Look, we can work with you. We, you know, we do. Have, we do run sort of horology remedial. You know, kind of coursework to to, to deprogram you. But um, <laughs> no, nah, do it definitely. No, nah, absolutely. Ricardo would be more than welcome. Um, the Slack group is yeah, really good fun. Um, so yeah, of course, but. Most of it. So I don't, we don't really have, we, I mean, we have a very loose structure to, the, to this show, but let's do some location checks, wrist checks, drink checks, and then, yeah, let the madness roll. I like the location check. That's, that, that's awesome. That's a new one. Yeah, we've been to, you know, we've got to innovate and, you know, that's like we, we introduced one thing a decade. Like that's, you know, we're good till 2032 <laughs> now. Um, then we'll think of something else. So, you know. <laughs> All right, Ricardo, go for it. Ah, so I'll go first. Sure. So located in Boston, Massachusetts. And right now, time check. Well, it's super early for us. We started, I think, at 7.40 a.m. our Sorry. time. And the wrist check. I am wearing a vintage chronograph. I'll show it to you over the camera now that I have it. It's a Landerone 47 movement. So Ooh, nice. it's an anonymous two-tone, and it actually has a really cool a three pusher system uh, the mechanism it's basically it's a flyback so it's one of the first among the first flybacks that there were 
And I think it was only produced for one year, that movement, The Land Road 47. And it was actually, in, I think, around 37 that they produced that. Wow. So, so yeah. And the early in the morning for us, in terms of drink check, I have my Bloody Mary made ah, with lovely. mezcal. Oh, so, lovely. So, yeah. Beautiful. No, I lo- love the vessel as well. You, you, you'd fit into the Melbourne hipster scene really nicely. People can't see it, but it's kind of, you know, think of like a pickle jar and a medicinal kind of sort of sample jar mixed together. That's kind of the thing. Is it technically, is it a Bloody Mary if it's got mezcal or has it got like a... Yeah, no, it's, it's a, a Bloody Mary, but instead of using vodka, hmm. I put in cool. mezcal. Yeah, no, that's a, great. I just thought maybe it had a different name. But write uh, in, do write in if, if bloody, there's a special name for it. Yeah, there's a special name. I knew it with tequila, so it applies to that. It was, it's called Bloody Maria instead of Bloody, bloody Maria. Maria. Yeah, no, very exactly. nice. Beautiful. Yeah, nicely done. It's good. Beautiful watch as well. You know, I've been kind of, I've been hanging around some vintage wearers recently. It's kind of, I, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not into vintage. I'm putting that. But I'm starting to thaw. It's kind of, you know, before I used to just dismiss you people like as crazy people. Now I'm like, yeah, I can sort of see. I, yeah, I can sort of, you know, I can see why they would do it. You know, I'm still not part of it, but like I'm definitely, you, you know, I'm sure the eyes are like migrating towards that. But that's a beauty. Drink, that is a beauty. Drink, drink the Kool-Aid, Roman. Drink the mm, Kool-Aid. Must resist. <laughs> must not succumb. Uh, that very nice. Very nice. Beautiful choices. All right, Charlie. Um, yeah, so, oh, first of all, I got to say, uh, beautiful chronograph, uh, Ricardo. That's the, um, that's a gilt dial, right? Yeah, it's a two-tone black and blue. I haven't posted it. I haven't shared it on my Instagram yet, so I'm going to do that. Next you know, it days. reminds me, uh, it reminds me actually <clears throat> on our first uh, call, you know, I was uh, pitching the idea of, hey, you know, I think this guy would be a fun guest. Uh, Roman, you want to check him out? And he says, well, you know, is he is it commercial intent or is he an actual enthusiast? And I sent him a book. Um, I'm sorry, I sent him a post of a uh, like 28 volume book that you had uh, posted. And I think on the uh, first volume was a Landeron chronograph, like a caliber 51. And I said, uh, Roman, I think he's I think he's one of us. And so then he approved <laughs> swiftly of, of having you as a guest. Uh, that was a year back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no I regrets. guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, location check. I am in St. Augustine, Florida, uh, seven um, seven fifty nine at the uh, morning. Uh, St. Augustine, Florida, United States of America, Earth. You got it. Um, what I'm drinking is water. Sorry to be a sober, um, boring person. It's sober October. Um, oh. you know, I'm, I'm doing the Joe Rogan thing, I guess. Uh, oh. Sorry, guys. Um, do you mean yeah, like? I'm, do you mean Joe Rogan thing? Like you take water and indemectin? No, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm talking. You're about not doing the, the full Rogan. Joe Rogan, right? You're not doing, I'm the, doing full the Joe Rogan, Rogan talking about uh, DMT constantly and then cage fighting. Uh, that's yes. my, you know, life gotcha. between vintage watches. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, and then uh, what I'm drinking just water. Uh, I just had a nice coffee uh, run over to my, you know, spot Dunkin' Donuts sponsored podcast. Thank you very much. Um, wearing a Yeglacotra Memovox. Um, let's show it on the camera. For those of you at home, you can't see it. I feel jelly. But yeah, fun mm. little uh, alarm watch. You know me. Yeah, you're really, yeah, like you, you're really becoming like the king of the alarms. That's. Yeah, I mean, it's just all about ego for me. As soon as I can get that title, I'm going to be happy. And, um, you know, I just want to rub it in people's face on the gram. No, I mean, alarm watches are. <laughs> are fun, very quirky. Um, you know, 
for complication, it's a little bit cheaper than your minute repeaters. So I like that. Mm. Um, they tend to be pretty affordable and you can actually hunt for them and get pretty decent deals. Um, but yeah, this is the first Memovox I've had in a few years. My uh, last series of them were really rough. So I'm glad to have a American market LaCoultra. Beautiful. That's awesome. No, very nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is that kind of whole Vulcane cricket alarm watch connection thing with the US and presidents and stuff. So was that kind of, was that your hook into the thing? Like was, was that the original kind of rabbit hole? Well, I originally got into member boxes to be honest, but um, I, I got Volcanes shortly after. I mean, I was into Volcanes just right after member boxes, but member box was always like the grail watch um, for me. And I know that's kind of a crazy thing to have a grail that's like actually affordable. Um, but yeah, I really loved Memo Boxes right out the jump. Volcanes were really quick right after. Um, but then I ended up just going kind of crazy with the Volcanes. And mm. I think I'm almost in the I'm almost in the dozen at this point with uh Oh wow. Yeah, it's getting serious. It's getting kind of scary, guys. I'm sorry. Might have to check me into <laughs> a, a little bit of a rehabilitation stage. We need a support group. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But luckily, you know, we're not talking Philip DeFour numbers or independence and stuff like that. So I'm mm. still, I'm still not in the hole too deep. Well, it's it's a slippery slope. Next thing you know, you'll be like commissioning an alarm watch from Roger Smith or something, right? Or like, <laughs> you know, it's it. There's a continuum, and you're like you're advancing along. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Call me Roger. Let me know. Let me know if you want to get together. <laughs> and by the Actually, way, like that 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 complication, I know is I I, I love it. Like it's 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 a wonderful complication, and actually. For me, it's it's equally as 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 I don't know impressive to 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 play around like with that with that chronograph because once it starts buzzing and you, you you understand how the mechanics work and you see how loud it is, got into trouble with my wife with my cricket that ran out at five a.m. or four thirty a.m. But I forgot to turn it off. But yeah, it, it it's 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 a it's a great complication and they're great watches. I think. Hmm. Yeah, Ricardo's got a very uh, incredible. Um, I would say, yeah, is it a new old stock Volcane Cricket, would you say? Almost, yeah. It's, yeah, I would say that That's condition. Beautiful. Well, let's, let's call it like new old stock. Oh, gosh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's a, In it's case a it pops up one. on an eBay listing, you're right. You want to go to underside that. It's like you better be calling stock. me first. You better be calling me first, Ricardo. <laughs> don't you ever, Eric, don't you dare. Eric is the one that messaged me first as soon as I post, posted it. Eric Wynn messaged me and it was like, dibs. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Day. Yeah. That's when you know you gotta you gotta hike up the price on it now. That's yeah. right. That's when you know you got something special when you got Eric just going, yeah, dibs got dibs on that. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Just yeah. add a zero to the whatever you're thinking it was worth <laughs> at the back, not at the front. Um, no, nah, very nice, very very cool. Roman, you Roman, what you wearing? I am in lockdown capital of the world, Melbourne, Australia. We're in lockdown six point oh. I think at this stage we don't know. It's kind of. I think we we've passed. I think Melbourne passed two hundred days of lockdown. Um, that's a sad. Um, that's a sad anniversary. Uh, I won't be celebrating that with a watch. Actually, no. Who am I? I'm lying. I pro- probably will be. Um, so yeah, Melbourne, Australia. Um, it is ten eleven oh four p.m. Um, so yeah, um, gin and tonic here in a mug because just big enough. The only clean vessel that was big enough. Um, I was playing around with all, you know how you've got these random drawers of kitchen appliances. I found a bottle opener, which I used to open. Well, I don't know if you guys can see. No, I probably can't see yeah. that. It's, 
So this bottle opener is older than I am. This is from the 1980 Moscow Olympics. Oh wow! Which my dad and my dad must have. It goes to show you what Russians kind of use as merch. Like you know, Americans would have like normal normal countries would have like a teddy bear <laughs> or a thing. But the Russians like no, you need a bottle opener. Like what else are you going to do, right? Like so, it's all yeah, yeah, it's all household goods anyway. So this this is older than I am, weirdly enough. So still still works. The gold plating is sadly worn off, but still. Still opens bottles like a bandit. Uh, anyway, awesome. um, so yeah, so that's it. And in, in the kind of the theme of the Russian bottle opener, I'm actually wearing a Russian watch. I'm wearing a Calibrica design Bauhaus. That's pretty, yeah. Thing. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, um, I can see it. Yeah, so it's made in one, so it was a series of five pieces that Sergey and the, the team made. They're actually about to release a new series. Um, if anyone's interested, uh, have a look at my Instagram if you like. This one, they're releasing a similar one, I think slightly bigger case size with a sub-second. Um, very nice. I can highly recommend it. The dial printing on this with, with three colors, bloody insane. Like for the price that they charge, it's only a couple of grand. The Russians are doing some serious, you know, serious damage to the horology world. Yeah, I mean, we've got a few, yeah. we've got a few really cool players on on the, uh, on the um, you know, Russian scene at this point in time. I guess for for vintage enthusiasts we kind of look at at russia's uh watches as not necessarily the most um uh the most prestige everybody's about swiss right same kind of thing goes for the american makers but i mean i mean how many how many russian watchmakers independent especially they're killing it right now this every time i tune into roman's channel or you know <laughs> even look on on any of the kind of like independent lists of people mm. like there's a few that are just like really awesome yeah. Can't pronounce any of their names though. Oh, you don't need to. You know, they're all, made <laughs> up. they're all made up anyway. They're all called Ivan, but they kind of dress it up. Um, no, no. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I I see it. I, I mean, sort of contact with quite a lot of them because I speak the language, so it actually really helps to to connect. But you're right. Like there is this massive renaissance of Russian watchmaking, like independent watchmaking. And what's really nice is there's also alongside that there's a whole bunch of kind of independent strap makers buckle makers like it, you know it's like it's like an industry that's kind of growing around the you know, you know the watchmaking part you know there's some cool stuff there's some cool people doing like interesting knives interesting metallurgy like you know titaniums you know kind of uh, melded all this sort of stuff um yeah it's really cool and i and like what i find really interesting is we're probably now up to about the second, maybe even the starting of a third wave of Russian independent watchmaking. So you can see, like, first wave would have been like somebody like Konstantin Chaikin, you know, where his watches are his watches are amazing and his clocks are incredible, but his prices are kind of fully Western prices now. Then the second kind of round is, you know, guys who Russian guys who've made their bones. And now they're slowly getting to Western prices. So they're kind of, you know, the seven to 10K US price makers. And there's a whole bunch of younger, really exciting talents coming up in the kind of the two and a half to 5K mark. And, I, and I'm convinced for the money that you pay at the moment, there is some insane Russian horology, like insane Russian horology. And it's probably similar stuff happening in like, you know, maybe asia as well i'm probably not as attuned to it uh because that's kind of not you know like i just don't speak the language particularly um so yeah it's really it's a really exciting time to be a, 
appreciator of independent watchmaking. And the, and the movements, I'm, I'm curious because I haven't, I haven't dived into that area. So all the movements as well, they're doing in-house or are they leveraging other parts or what are they doing on that area? There's a real mix of both. So there are some people who are doing their own movements. It's usually kind of, usually what tends to happen is, you know, probably everywhere, you know, they'll do a first series using a stock movement. Yeah. And they typically use like a Russian stock movement that they'll kind of upspec. So they'll do like a, you know, polyot movement. Polyot, yeah. But they might, like a polyot export quality movement, which they'll kind of buy as an aboche, strip down, you know, hand decorate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, some of them use like Unitas, so like Maxim Sushkov, who's a like a an amazing, talented young guy. He uses a Unitas, which he just kind of takes apart, skeletonizes, puts gold chattons on, like really takes it to a level. Um, and then I reckon they do one or two series of kind of stock movements, and then once they've got enough clientele, they go, "Well, actually, I'm going to do my in-house yeah. kind of area." Yeah. So you yeah, get you can both, but. Yeah, some just some really, really cool stuff. Really, yeah. really interesting designs with that kind of like what appeals to me is that kind of classical watchmaking with a bit of Slavic kind of design tilt, you know, like whether it's a different font or they incorporate some kind of Russian architecture type stuff. Just, yeah. just really cool stuff. Just really, Constantine, really Constantine does that amazing with his mm. um, clocks. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's 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 literally um, what I would what I would kind of look at his clockwork. I mean, I know everybody loves the Joker and his his watches are kind of um, having a moment right now in terms of like getting a little bit of, of recognition from the um, you know the the people who are very passionate right about wristwatches mm. and independence. Mm. But really, where I think that his in most incredible stuff is is these architectural um, clocks, and then even where he incorporates kind of like I think. Um, you know, celestial kind of movements that have um, maybe a, a Orthodox Catholic, mm, or Easter. maybe it was Orthodox. Yeah, Easter. Yeah. yeah, Easter. Yeah, it's incredible, incredible creations. I love, I love learning about um, the people who are doing interesting stuff right now, and you know, they have mm. their own, they have their own DNA that is is basically represented in the watches. Um, uh, Roman, I'll just uh, give one shout out. I know Please. at the end we we usually do, but um, if you were interested in learning about um, some of the uh, Asian watchmakers mm. kind of independent scene. There's a, there's a fellow who I was put on to um, by a, a friend of mine, Mike on um, the open case back, but mm. this is a, a watchmaker in uh, Seoul, Korea. Um, his name cool. is Min Hoon. Oh Yo. yes. Yep. Yep. M I N H O O N underscore Y O O. And, um, Yep. I like seeing he posts some of his updates that he's working on on his stories occasionally, but he does some cool stuff. Independent. Um mm. he's he's doing his thing out in out in uh, Korea. So check him out if anybody's interested in Yeah, Asian, he's a good uh, dude. Watchmakers. Yeah, he is a good guy. I've I've chatted with him as well. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Yeah. It's it's just so so nice too. And I, I think that's one of for all the crap that Instagram and kind of the social media aspect for all the negativity that it brings and it brings a lot and for all the kind of the the homogenization of tastes that it does with you know the 57 11 and the daytona crowds and whatever else the one positive is that we actually get to connect with interesting people you know and actually get to chat with them interact with them, as we're doing now right it's like yeah. this kind of thing so yeah that's and no one's more interesting and and uh and enjoyable to speak with than our guest Ricardo. Segway in right there. You like that? Oh, beautiful. Smooth. <laughs> that was smooth. smooth. 
Oh, beautiful. That's, that's how I get Charlie on. I t- I'm taking notes in the background, like transition level boss. Yeah. So, so Ricardo, tell us, all right, we've got a little bit of an update. Um, this past week, you have uh, expanded the My Watch memoir from the physical product to now being a digital um, component. Tell us about this. Yeah, no, I'm happy. Thanks again for the for the invite and, and both Roman and Charlie. But yeah, more than happy to 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 chat about this and, and the journey into the digital world. But just for for the listeners that may not be familiar with my watch memoir, just to give you a quick update, we had we recorded an episode. It was a year ago that we were, we were last chatting, uh, discussing the launch of that product. And to be honest, like just to give you a high level overview and summary of what it is, it's. A book or a journal that, that 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 you can call it that was created for watch collectors and the purpose i would say it's twofold of that thing it's one to be able to catalog your timepieces so that you are have a, a good detail of what you what you have bought what when you have bought it all the details of your specific timepieces you can use it for insurance purposes or just mainly to just have it handy on, on, a, on a nice display of a book where you can add the pictures as well so it's and it, it's handwritten. It's already a pre-printed book with all the specs that you can just go ahead and fill it out. And the second purpose of that book as well was not only to catalog your pieces, but to be able to go in and include all your your stories, the the provenance of the piece, the the memories that you have built, how you bought it, all, all those great things that we always like to keep. And sometimes basically we're not collecting or we're not recording all all those all those great stories. And the idea behind the book was to be able to have that handy. And at the end, you'll be able to go and reflect 20 years from now, you'll be able to open that book and look at your collection and see, oh, wow, how much it has evolved, share it with family members, share it down with the, with the future generations so that basically you're able to immortalize your, your timepieces and the stories that you have with them. So that was, that was the, the, the genesis, I'd say, of the, of the book, of the physical book. And they, we launched that last year. A, and it was it, it's been it's been great we're still selling the book i think we were able to reach almost all continents i think we got over to 20 we shipped the book to over 26 countries i think if i, if oh. I recall lastly and uh, and then yeah no it's been it's been phenomenal great feedback from from enthusiasts and and the people basically that enjoy journaling and putting pen to paper and that creates that 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 connection and then at the same time that's basically I got a lot of great feedback and recommendations from people. Hey, it would be great if we would have this in a digital form. Um, initially, I was against it, to be honest. I was like, no, I, I love the, the connection that you, that you of a handwritten book by yourself about your watches and you're going to be able to pass it down through generations. But then I was like, you know what? Actually, it makes sense now in the, the world that we live in to, to mm. have a, a digital version of, of this show. I would say at the beginning of so 2020 was all the all the hard work on on my watch memoir of the physical book, and then 2021 we started in, uh, exploring the, the 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 app version of of this, and uh, and then yeah and then basically throughout 2021 we 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 worked on on, on the app and then yeah as you mentioned Charlie we were able to to launch it a, a week and a half ago I would say or almost a week ago. And uh, yeah, it's a week ago, and uh, you guys got the preview before it was launched, so you guys mm-hmm. could play around with it. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, so we we launched it a year a, a week ago, and and the app does exactly what the book does, and actually has a lot more features though. 
Uh, the app allows you to, to manage your collection, uh, be able to add your, your time pieces. It allows you to have your, your wish list, it provides really cool analytics and, and financial metrics of your collection. And in addition to that, it also allows you kind of have a, a quick reference book of, you have a, a watch glossary, so specific uh, horological terms. You have the, uh, the a database of all the US import codes for, for vintage Swiss, Swiss watches, as well as dating tables for uh, to over 20 different brands that we were able to, to put together. So. So yeah, no, super excited, and and since we launched it, it's been it's been phenomenal. A lot of a lot of great positive feedback. I so, think one of the I think one of the areas that uh, I'm sure that will will resonate with a lot of the people who download it is for me as a vintage enthusiast. Um, you know, I'm looking at uh, one of my pocket watches I recently got. And I crack open the case back, and I'm looking at the um, import code. And for those who are kind of you know um, not necessarily into the vintage scene. Uh, these watches were imported into the United States. I think that import codes began kind of being um, uh, being utilized within early 20th century, maybe a few decades in. And it was uh, it was in the it was from the 30s to the 60s, late 60s that awesome. they, they they put in those those import codes for because of trade trade agreements. And so basically, what you see is on on the movement, um, you'll see a small little um, acronym. Usually, it's it's um, Kind of going to be the manufacturer's, um, you know, relationship with maybe a, a party on the in, in the United States, or maybe it's going to be an acronym for some of the manufacturers that they have a relationship with in in the logistics of getting these watches to the United States. Um, but uh, these little tiny import codes will tell you a little bit about what the watch essentially where it was delivered through, um, and if it's a U.S. market watch, right? it should correspond with import codes. This is kind of valuable if you're in the, the tech or you know, high-end collecting scene to validate watches, make sure that the you know, provenance is correct. But um, for someone like me, who's just kind of got an interesting little pocket watch that they don't know anything about other than, hey, this is a Volcane, it's cool. Um, I'm able to look inside, see the acronym, it says N-O-U. Now I know what B-O-L stands for, um, that's Bernard Lippmann. It's a U.S. importer for Volcane, but I don't know what N-O-U is. So I ended up going into the app yesterday and there's a little search feature. So I don't have to scroll all the way down. And what it is, it's Lovic, Hoda, Volcane, Dietesheim and Co. So beyond, you know, Dietesheim and Co and Volcane, I don't know much about this, but now I've got a little bit of a, a better view of what my watch entails thanks to the app. Um, so small little plug there, but I just do want to kind of like talk about how this is kind of a fun interactive tool. It's not just necessarily, oh, let me just uh, upload stuff like I'm playing Pokemon for a 30 year old. It's it's actually kind of a resource in which you can kind of get familiar with what your your watch is, is showing. Again, the analytics aspect, I, I'd assume that this is really fun for the people who like to, uh, you know, see where their value of their watch is and you know, they like to see how much money they've made over the years or, or if they're like, you know, like most of us, they've lost over the years in terms of just chasing watches and then trying to recoup and rebuild. <laughs> but no, it's 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 a fantastic app. What was kind of what was kind of some of the um, the processes that you were going through in terms of deciding, you know, I want to make this more than the book. What was kind of your thought process in, in how to make something that expanded beyond what the physical book was able to accomplish. 
Yeah, on, 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 on those ends, and thanks for the kind words, Charlie, really appreciate it. And uh, for everyone also, when you go into the app and you go into that specific section that's called Watch 101, where you're going to be able to find the glossary, the import codes, and the dating tables, uh, there is a little info button at the top that you can press and it'll give you a little overview of what the import codes are basically the explanation that charlie gave same thing for dating tables etc so it's that that's there in case you you want to or you can just go back in the, the the podcast and write down all the notes that charlie just delivered but mm. okay but anybody what was i gonna tell so so the, the the process of this and trying to expand a little bit more into what the book was it was i think it was more of a I would say natural organic process that started with with an idea and how it I, how it all started was like okay I grabbed because I already kind of had the design of what we created for my watch memoir the, the physical book and then that was basically okay kind of white whiteboarding it was like okay if we are able to do this I want to be able to add all these things and it's 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 a, it was a really fun and but a really fun and experience but at the same time a lot of hard work because. You were kind of having this grand idea of okay, I want the app to do this, and it's so easy to imagine and say like I wanted to do all this, and but then trying to consolidate it, put it in a format that you're going to be able to then communicate it to your developing team, uh, and then start creating what you're dreaming about is it, it's quite a quite an interesting process. So it was it was it was I think it was it was continuously building. It's not something that I was like in one night it's like okay, this is what's the app going to do, this is all the features it's going to have, and boom started initially with the collection. I was like, okay, then I was talking with some friends like, yeah, it would be great to have the wish list. And I was like, okay, let's, and my, my Excel where I basically was keeping track before what initiated the idea of my watch memoir, the physical book, was that there I was having some, some for, uh, I, I used to work in finance and they, I, I was a basically living and breathing Excel. So I was pretty <laughs> geeky with formulas and, 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 and financial models there. So uh, I would model out all kind of the analytics that you see in the app. I was trying to build that in the in, in my Excel Excel workbook, but uh, but yeah, and then I was like, okay, I want to add this because I think collectors will find that valuable. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, then after kind of that process, once we had everything buttoned up in terms of how what the collection was going to look like, uh, I also wanted to include obviously the other thing that I wanted to include that's the landing page when you open the app. Is a, a nice big clock to set your watches because usually what I do every morning is I would have to go in into all the other apps and that time clock it, it's hidden usually in, in other other sections so you have to go and click and click. I wanted to have an app that you press the button and boom the first thing that pops up is the clock so that you can easily set up your your, your watch in the morning and and then yeah so then that idea came in and then afterwards the idea of the reference material came in because that's something that as well that. I on my end had had begun to 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 record and, and and keep on my 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 own my own tabs on basically the import codes because I would go into forums and say like yeah yeah, Ramt has has the his website has great import codes but on the forums they would highlight specific ones that were missing uh, from from certain areas so I would always kind of go and keep updating that usually with what I would I would read there. And the same thing for for dating tables because dating tables were all across the the the, the, the internet, but no consolidated place. And the same thing, I wanted to have everything in one one place. So basically, everything started to throughout the process. I would say we started with the idea. Of, I would say February of of twenty twenty one, 
and they then it started to whiteboarding and then just went into that process and then connecting with them trying to find out the developers connecting building connecting with the team then walking them through the story the vision what we wanted to do and they and then yeah it's been quite a quite a quite a journey then working with them and all of that very good cool. it's it, it's very it's very evident that um not only the the app is created or at least envisioned by someone who is a watch enthusiast but what was equally impressive was the actual like execution of it from whoever the developer was that they were able to kind of understand where your vision was and basically paint a picture um and, and create an actual you know user interface that really actually is is something that a watch enthusiast would be like yeah this makes total sense this is built developed almost like it is basically um a watch enthusiasts app so yeah i think that that's something that is is probably quite hard for a lot of apps to achieve in terms of speaking exactly to the person that they want to um who do you think in terms of like the type of collector because you've got roman over here who's a diehard independent enthusiast you've got me who's preaching vintage and trying to convert him who who's the collector that you have in mind that will kind of see this and say you know this is kind of fun for me is it Rolex bros who Rol uh, Roman hates my people, is my it, people. <laughs> is it, is it someone like me? Who's just too nerdy to have a conversation with who do you think? No, I, I designed the app to be basically open for the entire watch community, regardless if it's modern or if it's, if you're a modern collector, a vintage collector, independent collector, that was the, the, the whole point. I didn't want to create it. I, as you know, from my personal account at game of watches, I am obsessed with, with, um, with vintage pieces. Um, so I focus more on the vintage side, but at the same time, I know that this app would be beneficial for modern collectors as well. Uh, and uh, and that was that was the whole idea. So that's why the app, I would say, it's not is not kind of the only area that might be a little bit more towards vintage is the the whole resources section, the Watch One Hundred One, which you have there the dating tables and the import mm -hmm. codes, but all the glossary and all of that that's that appeals to modern collectors as well, right? And the the app itself, a I, I wanted it to create to be to be used by the entire community because I think it's a really great tool to to be able to leverage because as you're going to be able to see when you're inputting your watch, you're going to be able to input if it's a modern piece, if it's a neo vintage, like you can say like last twenty years basically, or if it's a vintage vintage piece, right? So you can go ahead and, and select that specifically for for Roman. Actually, this was I, I added like when you're adding the categories of what type of watch I added independent specifically for that. Oh, because hey, I was like, yeah, I, I know that I, I know that that's important. And it's a it's a, it's a growing trend that people are interested. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I added the flexibility to the with the with the team to be able to add different categories. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're not if that if, uh, the, the, yeah, the whole idea of the, when you're saving a watch, I think in, you're putting the inputs. We tried it as you as you mentioned, Car Charlie, to try to make it as user friendly to have the the UX and the UI super clean, and super minimalistic. So that mainly it will remove the focus from the app itself, but go mainly into the watches that you're inputting in. And we create it in a way that it's easy for collectors that you don't have to go and type in by by hand every little thing. So you already have pre-populated things that you just go and click, and they and then yeah. So that that was the the, the whole thing of trying to appeal it and. At the same time, once you're able to input all your 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 watches, and for all the people, some of the feedback that we got initially was like when we were inputting a watch, 
we try to minimize the amount of inputs that are going to be required mm. uh, that, that are required inputs and those inputs are required to generate the analytics because with those inputs you cannot generate any anything right so it's basically if you go back to to the to the concept of when you're modeling financials or when you're creating a, a any 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 project that we have garbage in you have garbage out right so we wanted to avoid that to be able to generate great analytics so that's we we and that's the requirement we only put in eight required fields that, that that's that's minimal all the rest are optional if you want to input all the other details you can watch as you can but uh, but yeah but that was the, the idea and then afterwards i think that will appeal to both modern and vintage collectors because you don't only just get the financial metrics of how much you have invested in your pieces how much you have invested in their services what's the potential market price how much money you have made already in your sold pieces etc but at the same time you can go ahead and get a good glimpse of your of your collection and see how is it broken out by by category by era like am i am mm. i collecting all vintage modern pieces you can see the production like a, a visual representation of the analytics of hey is it most of my watches by decade are they're in the 1940s 50s and then i have a gap and then i have like 70s 80s etc so you have all those cool insights that I think any any collector would 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 appreciate. So so yeah, I think it, it's the app was designed to appeal to the the whole the whole the, the entire community. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad you sort of explained that because yeah, I, I also wanted to emphasize that this app is not just for vintage collectors; it's for normal people as well. You know, so it is worth pointing out. Um, <laughs> you know, More Charlie, you're accepted, but you know. Yeah, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoy that because I'm very much not a vintage collector. And actually, to be honest, I kind of bypassed that whole info section at all. Like it wasn't not relevant. Like it actually doesn't form part of my experience of using the app. What I thought was really good and the analytics that I really enjoyed was once you start putting your watches into it, um, it gave me sort of glimpse of like the average case size of my watch or the average lug width. And that yeah. actually was really surprising because I would have thought like in my head, I was like, no, no, I'm kind of 40 to 42. But, and then you actually look at it. Well, actually, no, I'm actually the watch. Most of the watches are actually a bit smaller. So that was kind of an insight that I don't, didn't have about my own collection. Cause yeah, until you kind of put that in where the, the app will actually calculate that behind the scenes for you. Yeah. That was actually quite a neat little insight. So that was, yeah. Cool. No, it's, it's 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 great. Yeah, no, I, I think it's 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 phenomenal, and that's that's those insights are the same thing that was creating that aha moment. I think that mm. we hope mm. that we'll create with with all collectors because it's it's really cool. I was looking at when I was starting halfway through my collection. I think my average case size was I think thirty three or thirty four millimeters, right? So <laughs> all all vintage, the majority Adorable. of them are different era, but uh, but yeah, no, that's that's good, and they. And yeah, those, those insights are, are, are really nice. At the same time, you can also see your purchasing patterns as well. So you can also go and see a timetable by year, mm. how many watches you purchased each year. And then at the same time, you can also see how many per how many watches you sold by year. So you can just see how basically if you went on a crazy buying spree and then regretted and sold everything the next year and yeah. then restarted the collection. So, so no, it, 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 it provides really cool insights that I think everyone will, will, will appreciate. You know, um, going back to uh, the 33, 34 millimeter, I do have to just uh, interject and say, you, you got to man up, Ricardo. I mean, come on, 33 <laughs> millimeters, no no uh, respectable man would do that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm in the, same, in the exact same boat. 
But um, speaking of the financial aspects, we've got to talk about it. Um, so what is the process when I import all of my information of how much money I've um, ignorantly spent on these watches? Who's um, who's looking at that? Are you are you looking at my data and selling it to some some sort of wristwatch uh, company that's that's paying you on the back end? What's the deal? Tell me. Hodenki, they bought it. No, 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 <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. And that's that's an excellent point that you you bring up, Charlie. And thank you for for bringing that up. the The whole purpose of the app when I was designing it, that was the the challenge, is that the data is stored only on your device. So. Only you have access to that data. Uh, we don't host any of the data. Everything is stored internally, locally on your on your memory. And at the same time, uh, that data will never never leave your phone. And then basically that created challenges in terms of how do we create a backup for this data? Because what if Charlie gets to input all his beautiful collection of Roman as well, his independent collection, and then afterwards they, they upgrade their phone or they want to change, they, they're moving from Android to Apple. Etc. So then, that that created all those complexities of how we how we're going to be able to transfer. We the team was able to elegantly develop a solution for the backup and transfer. That's you do it with a click of a button. But uh, but yeah, but the whole the whole premise was that, and that was because as a collector, that that was the other thing that that started down the, this path. And now that I'm just thinking back, it was one the feedback of the people that said that they wanted to go and have a digital version of of, of my watch memoir. And then two, there were some uh, uh, watch watch collection tracking apps within, for example, Hodinkee or Watchbox or Corner Twenty Four. But on those on those on those apps, you're providing all the data to them. They host that data. And to be honest, I didn't feel comfortable like when I was in, I started. I think with Hodinkee putting my my collections, and then suddenly I I got a notification. Somebody liked your your collection. I was like, what? This is open to 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 everyone, mm. and they, I didn't realize that. And then afterwards, like that, that's something that I would want as a collector to just be able to keep it for myself. Same thing with my watch memoir. It's your personal collection, your personal notes, your personal financials. It's it's all private, right? So that was the, the whole, and that's the whole premise of the app and what we have been marketing on the website and on the Instagram page as well. Is that it's a private, it's 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 a free app that's private and secure, and the. And that was the, the whole premise: the privacy and security, and, and the build around that. And the, and then yeah, and then I think in terms of that, I just touched upon that that topic in terms of being free. That's what I wanted to create an app that's going to be. I wanted to reach out to the entire watch community. To be honest, I wanted everyone to be able to 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 experience the app and benefit from it. And the the only way to do that was like if I'm going to make it accessible for everyone, uh, and I'll I'll make it free and. The, the way that we're working into how do we make it free because to be honest the, the investment that that I've put into to to developing this app is many many watches I think in there and hopefully one day I'll recover it if I don't recover that money it doesn't matter it's my my I'll, I'll be proud and, and, and happy to say that I was able to contribute to the to the watch community but uh, but yeah but then the, the only way to try to recoup that investment was, uh, trying to add ads that were minimal, so we tried it. We, we uh, when you open the on the on the clock page, we added like a banner at the bottom, which doesn't have any flashy lights, anything. It's just an image and text. We we worked to create a native app, a native ad that will be minimal, that blends in, and that doesn't interfere with with a watch time setting. And the other area that we said like let's do one. Is when you click on the on the watch one on one section that not everyone will use, like Roman. 
But when you're accessing that, you'll have a pop-up ad. You close that ad, and then you don't have any other ads on the on the on the app. So we try to keep it to a minimal, and uh, and that's how we have that's how we how we how we launched that. But uh, but yeah, and now basically based on on feedback that we got from people, all the great uh, positive reviews, uh, people said like, please launch uh, a, a a version without ads. Uh, I'll pay for this app. Uh, so so yeah, so now that's that's in the process. So I think in the next couple of days we're gonna we're, we're working on that and we're gonna be releasing the paid one with no ads. So that way we provide that to to everyone. Everyone has a taste as well. You can try the free version, enjoy it and, and leverage it if you continue to use it. If you don't want those ads, which to be honest are pretty minimal, uh, you can use that. And just to give you some some statistics about apps, I think it's around 97 or 98 percent of apps are free because mm. users do not pay like nobody wants to pay for an app like that's the reality of, of us humans i think we've been used to getting all the freebies from facebook from instagram and all the other apps that you use which sell your data but um but yeah but nobody pays so but i'm assuming it's going to be a small percentage maybe i'll get proved wrong and the majority of the people will buy the purchase to the but i would assume that it will be a, a small percentage of, of, of people but i want to provide that option to to the community given that they're they're asking that so 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 we've we've got the answer uh fellas on fifth risk you can download this ricardo will not be um extorting you with uh selling your data to your wife and letting her know how much money you've spent on your watches you are safe you are anonymous <laughs> um no i think that's a great point that you brought up with with the aspect of it being free and then being clear um providing transparency around the actual um data being being your own property, right? So um, I, I work in I work in marketing at my day job, and um, I can tell you, you know, a lot of what um, these these apps um, in terms of you know marketing, when you see ads that are used in inside applications, they tend to have really high um, click through rates, and what that means is basically these apps are so noticeable and almost as if like designed the app is designed around making sure that the individual has to click within the ad um, in order to use the app now um that is kind of the antithesis of what i've seen in in my watch memoir um and i'm not being you know i'm not just being generous to ricardo because he's my buddy um i gotta be fully transparent the ads do not interfere with the actual user interface when we talk about the main navigation of the app um the ad at the very bottom is very minimal. Um, and the only place where I think it's a prerequisite um, at this point in time to click on the ad is within the glossary section. So this is kind of where if you're uber nerdy and you want to go through and hunt down information about, you know, when this this uh, movement number was produced in or import codes or what the um, sector dials definition is versus what is Radium and Super Lupernova. Those things are what you might have to in interact with an app beforehand, and um, it's not something that basically deters you from wanting to, you know, Google it or anything like that. It's quite convenient. But um, as far as the, you know, supporting of the app, I was able to find um, an area in the app where it says, "Hey, this is, you know, this is our policy in terms of your data. Um, it is a free app. Um, if you would like to support, you can pledge a donation or something to that effect." Um, paraphrase there. So sorry, Ricardo, I'm not saying as no as it was written, but, um, you know, I, I decided I wanted to uh, pay for it and I'll probably end up, um, 
being in the app frequently over the forthcoming months. So I'll probably end up uh, donating on a <laughs> monthly basis. But whenever that whenever that paid version does come out, um, if you want to show me how to transfer all of my uh, current data, because I spent a good amount of time putting it all in uh, to the paid version, let me know. I'd be happy to uh, support it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to. I'll post a video because the, the instructions are there, but I'll post a quick video on Instagram. It's super easy. What do you? In the, uh, a recent, uh, another person just reached out that they wanted to transfer from one phone phone to the other. You go to your backup section on the on the settings page. You backup your data, and then that's going to save your data in a in a file. And then basically from there, you can go into your phone and get exit the app and search for that app, for that file on your phone the, on your iPhone. You scroll to the left, and then you go search. You search put my watch memoir. The file will open, and then you can click that file, and you can do email, you can do AirDrop, whatever, and then you transfer it to the other phone. The other phone, you just receive the data, you open your app on the other phone, and then you press import data, select that file, and boom, everything pops in. All your data, all your pictures. So it's it's with a click of a button, basically, you're you're, you're all set on that. And they, and then yeah, and basically, I think yeah, to add on to those things that we were mentioning of the ads, yeah, that's true, Charlie. Thanks for emphasizing that. That's we didn't add any ads when you're managing your collection. So you can go into the app and manage your collection and you're never going to get an ad. And that, that was the whole purpose of it. It's like, you want to make it accessible and user-friendly for everyone. And the people that are going and managing, adding watches, adding to their wish list, looking at their economics, looking at their collection summary, that's that's what we wanted to, to, to do on that end. Were, were you a big um, app guy prior to um, to the development of this? Or, or would you say kind of a little bit more just a novice and using the essentials that everybody uses on, on their phone? Yeah, no, novice. So I, in terms of my professional career, I was working in finance and over the pandemic last year, I transitioned over to tech sales. Uh, but at the same time there, uh, I had an idea of, of, of apps, and but at a high level, I wasn't any super proficient on that. So when the whole idea of developing the, the app came, came that was like going to be our, our, our mission and our vision, uh, we started to, I reached out to some friends. I have a friend here and I live in the Boston area, a, a lot of tech, a lot of uh, life sciences. And my friend, he's, a, he's in life sciences and, and he's in, in data and analytics. So I connected with him and we brainstormed a little bit. And uh, after that, we started to look. He, he was because he was helping. He has coders in his in his teams, and they were just discussing about hey, what what kind of the ballparks of costs of how much it takes to to build an an app, and they and I wanted it to launch as well, both on the uh, Apple platform as well as on the Android. I didn't want to exclude it in anyone because mm -hmm. there's a lot of apps that are just developed developed natively for for app for for Apple. So I was like, let's let's try to do this. So costs, we started looking at cost estimates. Uh, he helped me with that. And then I started obviously doing my research, getting educated in, in terms of what are, what are, what, where, where could I find these people? So there were the options, obviously, uh, that you have. You can go by an independent developer that's going to be a freelancer that you can go in and connect, right? And here in the U.S., that per app, basically, they might charge you, I would say, like, 20 to 30k i think per per app to develop that and then there's india as well that you can go in and if you go for a for a for a for for with a with a firm in the u.s that they're they're gonna butcher you right and it's gonna be super super expensive 
uh, you can double that. So, but then you uh, you have the India centers and uh, as well. And India actually, I was pretty surprised. So basically, I, I, I reached out to to all the different people that that, mm. that where I could. I reached out to the U.S. developers. I reached out to India, and then it was it was it was a funny funny story. I was talking with my my brother who resides in Bolivia. So I was originally born and raised in Bolivia, and uh, 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 what ended up happening is when I reached out to we were, we have a mutual friend, and uh, he actually has his 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 nearshore firm of, of tech, so provi- providing support to U.S. U.S. companies. And they he, they were actually also in software development and app development, so I basically went and also met with him. They had a conversation about what could be done, and same thing, same conversation that I had with India. What I was surprised with India is how how expensive India has gotten over the last years, just because of demand, and obviously I think how technology has just evolved, and and, and there's not that much supply of talent, so you have a mm. talent shortage across across tech, right? Um, the, the prices in India were almost like they were they were like a discount of like twenty to thirty percent of the U.S., but not nothing much. And and I would assume I would assume that the actual like um, developer uh, wouldn't necessarily be able to guarantee, or maybe you might have some hesitation to go with going with the um, most price uh, most cost effective one because you might find that when you develop the app and you say like okay this first week trial. You know, Roman and Charlie can you give me some honest feedback wherever you think there's areas for improvement. You might not be able to leverage that, you know, um, that, um, I guess, uh, hey, I need some some TLC on this area of the app four months later. Right. So you want to you want to be cautious. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things. So with my friend, we sat down. He I, I, I put him in the calls where I was having the. I would say the discovery calls with with the with the developers uh, from both the U.S., the one in India, the, and then afterwards I invited him to as well meet my friend, uh, our mutual friend who has his his his, his uh, tech company in Bolivia, uh, and then we sat down through all those conversations, and that was the the, the point, right? Uh, in the end, obviously, I came down to the decision of going with my 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 friend in Bolivia because of a couple of reasons. Uh, one, obviously, I had the personal collection. Mm. With him, I knew that we had trust, and for a project like this, what I learned is that you absolutely need to have like a trusted partner on on, on that end. And then two, the other thing was that it's a team that he offered a, a team solution, and it's a company that you can you're gonna be you're gonna be, be being able to reach back to. So it's not as if you would go with him with a freelancer that. Afterwards, that person disappears, and he's the only one that understands that code, and then you're 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 done, right? You can't do anything. And the thing is that when I when I when we were developing my watch memory, I was like, okay, let's do that. With it's a team solution. He offered he had his his two engineers. In addition to engineers, he was gonna bring in the the the, the UX and UI person that's gonna just focus on design. It was like the first the first couple of. Of, of, of weeks, it was building up the design of the app, coming up of how it's going to look, doing all the mock-ups, and, they, and then after that, then it was moving to the development, and then afterwards, what what, you had, what we had was quality control, That's so we had our, our quality control team, and that team basically would come in and would audit the team, the developer's team, so you had a lot of different checkpoints that you had put in place, so I think those were the things that, that I decided, like, in the end, it makes sense to go with them. 
And the other most important reason as well, I, I was I was I was going to be proud if something like this was developed and made in Bolivia. So so mm. that was that was that was um, the other the other thing. So so yeah, no, it was it was it was it was a, it was a great journey on, on on that end, developing with them, working. I would say every they they work on when you're in software and and app development, they would work in sprints. So uh, we would meet with me. They would every week they would come up with the sprints of what they're going to develop that week. So. I would meet every, every bi-weekly at the beginning of the week to see how the progress was going, what was the sprints that we were working on this. Uh, and then basically I would be providing continuous feedback to them. So they would present, I would iterate. So it was a whole iterative process that took months, but it, in the end it came out exactly, I think, how I dreamed the app would look like. So it's a, it's a great, it is a great product and um, you should absolutely be proud of, of what you and the team have achieved and what would certainly urge yeah everyone who's listening if you have more than one watch that you're trying to track in your collection with whatever way you do it paper whatever yeah it's a really cool cool way to manage things what i was actually thinking is it's actually the platform for managing collection can apply to other collectibles um i mean the specifics would be would be you know different obviously you know because yeah like if you're inputting but it's a good it's a good way of kind of managing a list of a category of whatever you're collecting, whether it's books, art, whatever. Because um, I know a lot of watch collectors also collect, you know, stamps or matchbox cars or whatever, Barbie dolls, whatever else Charlie collects I can't see behind <laughs> on the bookshelf. But, yeah, whatever you do, whatever you keep track of, that's right. Um, yeah, it's just – it was one of those things where once you see it done, you kind of realize what a – there's actual like well, the thing I think worked really well is you've actually identified a need that everyone's collecting watches. Not everyone, but you know, normal people don't. But us crazy people collect watches and accumulate stuff and kind of don't have a uniform or useful way of actually keeping track of that. And I think my watch memoir, the book, was really well. And I still encourage people who are more into the tactile pleasure of that do that. Um, the digital, the younger kids who are listening to this who are more digital natives will do that um the cool thing i like because i'm kind of i'm still i'm an old fart um what you can do is you can generate pdfs of your own collections which i thought was actually a really cool way of you can still input the information but if you like to have a folder or a printout or stick it in your you know put it in your scrap or whatever you can still do that whatever yeah so but i just think it's a really cool platform now i think of like why hasn't anyone not done this before for like art or at least that I don't or books or whatever else. I can totally see this being a useful way of actually keeping track of a collection of whatever. Yeah, exactly. That might be the next the next branch out. Like go into to one of the adjacencies over there, buddy. But yeah, no, and I think what you mentioned is is key. The what we're able to add in addition to that is that you it, my watch memoir will become that to that giant consolidated place where you're going to be able to have in an organized fashion everything so that's that's the 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 utility of that you have your entire collection at your fingertips you click on your watch you open your watch you see all the details when you're going to order a strap you can see like guys ah, in an 18 20 millimeter lug width what's the case mm. size when somebody asks you on instagram what's the case size when you made a post right uh, so you can generate all, all all and reference all these wonderful things but at the same time you can add we added sections where you can add a picture of your watch papers, that you can add a picture of your watch box, of your warranty card. So that way you, you consolidate everything. In addition to that as well, you're able to also generate your ad-in add services. 
So add in service notes. So it was like, I got this watch serviced in 2018 service by XYZ. How much did I pay? What was it? What was any general service or something or any parts needed replacement? So you can just go ahead and, and type in all that information and, and store it. So that, that will, that you'll have your log of services as well within your timepieces. And then afterwards, at the same time, as you mentioned, Roman, you can go ahead with a click of a button, you generate your PDF. You can generate two types of PDFs. One, if you're going to send, I want to share a watch with you, or I'm going to sell a watch and I want to share, share, share all the specs of the watch with you. I'll just generate that PDF that will just only have the, the watch details, all the technicalities that, that you have added. But then there's a second PDF that has all the ownership data. It, it has the technical details plus the ownership. So what you're going to press that button, it will generate that that, 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 hint, that thing behind that you're going to be able to go and keep all where you added all your services. You have the section to add all the notes where you can add all the history notes of the provenance of the piece, how you found it. Like it was the watch mm. that I used in my wedding, et cetera, all that emotional connection. You can keep that. And then with a click of a button, you have it and that generates that PDF. I was on the fence because I knew that. I was like, hey, in the end, if I do this, I'm going to cannibalize the potential sales of my watch memoir, which is the physical product, right? They're going to do that. And I was like, yeah, maybe that happens. But in the end, I was like, I think this is a functionality that the entire watch community will appreciate. People that hate their handwriting and that they, they that are basically not legible, they, they prefer to have something printed out. You can easily go ahead, generate this for insurance purposes. You can create it and, and put, print it out, put it in a folder. And, the, and then, yeah, and then it's a different market, I think. The people that will go and we continue to sell the physical book, mm. people that prefer that tactile version, the physical pen to paper, you can easily buy that, but the other people as well. So in the end, we were like, hey, we're going to provide something to, to, to the community that I think everyone will find it beneficial and useful. And then, and then yeah, then it's, 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 it's great. On, got, got a lot of positive feedback on, on, on that end of the, of the PDF. So thanks for, for bringing that up, Roman. Mm. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other thing I I should just mention, and it's one of those things where you you mentioned that you designed a clock. You know, when you open the app, there's a clock. Um, just one of those things where you know weird details that us watch enthusiasts notice when your app went live. Uh, this is a shout out to my friend Thomas at Watch Symmetry. He sent me a thing. Go love the clock. The sector dial is awesome. He's got a fetish for sector. So you're like, you know, you design a clock for functionality, but us crazy watch people notice everything, right? They latch on to crazy details. So that, that, that that detail of the clock is yeah, it took a lot of work. Let me, let I'm, me I'm sure. Let me tell you. I'm sure. Yeah, because my team, I told them, hey, I want to design a clock, and they when we're discussing, and then obviously they were looking at what types of design, and then afterwards, like, no, I actually want a specific sector dial. So. This, I basically had to get, um, they were like, okay, let's get a, a graphic designer. And I actually got a graphic, that clock was, I sent a graphic designer, actually, I found him through Fiverr, where you can yeah. find freelance people. So uh, he's based out of Egypt. And um, I basically sent him, hey, I want this. And uh, <laughs> I sent him the picture of the sector dial that I wanted, uh, that I wanted to, to have. And uh, he basically had to recreate all of that and then sent it back. And then when we were using it, then my, my quality control team was like, hey, this is actually like 0.0001 millimeters off. So it's off. And then yeah. they were drawing the lines and send it back. So it was like a back and forth. So it was a little bit of a process, but, but yeah, but it was, it, was, it was great to collaborate with them. Yeah, and this, that's why like the app was developed in Bolivia. I think the sector, the, the stencil for the, the graphic design for the, sect, for the sector around the clock was made in Egypt. 
a, the video that we launched, the, the promotional video that, that where it shows the app coming up and all these things. A, that video, I think I made it with a gentleman out of, from Sri Lanka. So, so through Fiverr as well. And then when we were updating the website, I think I leveraged a, a, one of the freelancers out of Austria as well. So, so yeah, no, it was a fun project too. I got to meet a lot of great people and work with them, which, which was phenomenal on, on that end. Hey, look, some of the, some of the best Swiss made watches are made with Bolivia and Egypt and Sri Lanka. So, you know, it's, it's in, you know, you're, you're in step with the industry there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so I have I have uh, just one one point to make. You know, so obviously, you know, you were quite pleased with um, with your app development team out of Bolivia. If somebody is you know um, admiring this and they happen to have one of those um, peripheral interests like art, like books um, that they collect, and they have their own vision, obviously we don't want them to do it for um, their own watch kind of uh, app. But could they reach out to you and be like, hey, do you mind if I you know if you connect me with these? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why more. Than- yeah, I would be more than happy to 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 chat, and yeah, they can reach out to me. But I think yeah, the the whole the whole book idea or art idea is, is something that actually after and it's funny room because I was talking with my friend as well the, who owns that company, and he was like, I don't collect watches, but I actually collect paintings. So like maybe we can do this something in the future. And I was like, yeah, no, definitely let's let's chat about about that. And uh, but yeah, but more than happy to 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 connect, and obviously. Send the referral over to 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 my friend. You've seen the the great quality of of the app, and they, and then yeah, and it's it's been fortunately like looking at all the analytics uh, in the app store and in Google. I think we've had zero crashes in a week. We've had almost I think five hundred downloads already. A great positive feedback, and actually, and thank you for everyone that that reached out and provided some feedback. We're incorporating that, uh, so we're, we are making little small updates that were already made already. A, but we're basically, I think we got the point of if there was a little typo, we uh, we fixed that. If we were going to go and we're going to add, I think there was some confusion where we, where we were putting if a piece was not sold or if it was sold, you put the sold price. But if you put, if it's not sold, it said estimated sale price. So people were getting confused. So now we're adding the word like estimated future sale price so that people understand mm-hmm. that, ah, if I would sell it in the future, what it is. Or some people were asking, "Hey, if I got a when when you put that when you purchased the when you acquired the watch, uh, they were asking like, hey, there it says like when I acquired it and what's the price? What if I got it as a gift? Like you can actually just go ahead and select the date when you got the gift, dollar value you can put zero, and then it tells acquired from, and then you can say you can type gift from. For me, I think that was already kind of a little bit i was like hey that's pretty straightforward but for other people it wasn't i was like you know what if it's if somebody has that question it's not only that person it's going to be all, all of other people so now we're making we're updating that so it says like a purchase date or gift date and then it says like mm. purchase price or gift price and then at the same time it'll tell you we're saying like if it's a gift you can put zero dollars in, in there so just those little tweaks that we got in that we're, we're, we're making, we're already making those updates. And, and, and then, yeah, so I think there were, I think only like two or three things that, that I think a couple of people brought up and those updates are being made. So, so yeah, I think the next release next week should be, should be good there. Now forewarning to all um, Rolex collectors, don't get too caught up in, and change your unrealized gain and your future estimated sale price every other day because you know we want you to you know live a happy and fulfilled life. It's not necessarily something you have <laughs> do to do we? every day. 
Do we? Well, do we yeah, really? Roman. We want to be nice. Roman, be nice. We don't. No, we want to be Rolex right. people are people too. All right. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not according to the UN definition of you know. You no, know I, I mean, mean the meticulous it's, details. I think are what are going to be you know attractive to certain collectors, and then the user friendly kind of you know more simplistic approach is 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 something that you know you've got just as a practical tool for the people who want to collect. You know, I think that it's it's really good for those people who might not know, um, you know, hey, I should have my serial numbers and my case numbers locked down somewhere. Mm. Um, you know, things happen where watches get stolen or lost. You know, having that on a record is invaluable. Mm. Um, and oftentimes people realize this after the fact, or maybe they lose the, you know, I've heard, I've heard people losing all of their records in their safe that got stolen with their watches. So, you know, having this accessible and private at the same time is, is very good. And um, like, like I said earlier, you don't have to worry. Ricardo is not going to blackmail you for all your watches and, and send the data to your wife or girlfriend. Um, you know, he's not, he's not in it for the wrong reasons. He's a complete purist. So we love him. Yeah. Well, no, that, 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 that privacy was a big thing because I, as a watch collector as well, like that's one of the things that, I wanted to keep private. And the other thing as well, talking about privacy, is that the app, if you're going to be able to see it, how, how, how we designed it, it was that you can actually open this app at a watch gathering. When you, when you want to show your collection to a friend, it's designed so that you go ahead and you open the watch and you have all your, all your, all your, all your, all your watches there that you can go ahead and show them there. And at the same time, when you're showing that, it's not going to show them. They're not going to be easily be able to see where your what what was the purchase price or mm. anything like that right mm. and that was the whole point of like so i got some people that were saying like i organized my collection on instagram i was like it's actually for initially i thought but then when i was in when i wanted to see some 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 uh, show a friend some of my watches you're just trying to scroll yeah, the picture and, scroll. and it's, it's right. just the pain yeah, yeah. right but with here well on, on the app you just go ahead open you can go into your collection and then you have all your watches there and then you just click on a watch and you can go ahead and, 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 and scroll through the pictures, see all the different pictures that they have. And all the financial data is on a hidden tab. Hidden it's one, not yeah. a hidden tab, but it's on a private tab. So hmm. it, they're not going to be able to see how much you paid. You have to dig into that area, basically, to be able to see that. But we wanted to make it so it's easy to, to sit down and you're having a conversation. Somebody talk, you meet at a cafe. It's like, yeah, they notice your watch. You start talking about watches like, yeah. What other watches do you have? I was like, ah, oh, look at this. this. This is my collection that mm. you can share. Like, ah, oh, wow, that's that's great. So that, that was the whole point. And that's why you can only see like the brand name, when it was purchased, the model name, I think, on the on the, on the front page. And then afterwards, you can see the, the pictures, but they're not going to be able to see all the details being behind that. So, so yeah, that was the other thing that we wanted to show in terms of, of privacy when, when you're sharing that app. And that was the functionality as well that we wanted to have. Mm. One one of the one of the feedback, and this is a shout out to a, to one of the fifth wrist crew. This is Robert Geneva Blue. His suggestion was you got to create a wife setting or wife slash husband partner <laughs> setting, like a screensaver kind of thing where you go like, no, no, this is show me your collection, just the same three pieces, love. You know that I've had for ten years. You know, and you get to like do like a double tap or you know pinch scroll or something. You got we got to work on something because that's just think of the marriages on the line. Or you know, or something, you know. So. And you know, you know though, there is this new trend. I've seen a few people who collect and they share all their watches with their partner. So I mean, 
it's getting to a better place, everybody. You know, uh, and and there's also shout out to all the women collectors. There's mm. a lot of women collectors that have pieces that they're. I mean, I've heard there's some women collectors that have to you know hide some pieces from their husbands because they don't get it. So we, we gotta we gotta make sure that you know we spread sure. the love and and also keep people's keep people's best interests at heart if they're one of us. You know. <laughs> mm. Mm. But yeah, but but look, I, I like I, I love the way this is one of the benefits of kind of doing these sort of podcasts when you talk to people who creative or people who've created stuff. I love the thinking, the thoughtfulness behind each of the features is like to me, I would never have thought like, Oh, it's just, it, it is what it is. But like, no, no, somebody, Ricardo thought about this. He thought, what's the best way to present this with, you know, privacy in mind or whatever. It's just so great to hear. The app is fantastic. Highly recommended. This is an unpaid endorsement. I'm a I'm a heavy user, shall we say, um, if that's the right term. But yeah, it's just it's a really it's designed by real watch enthusiasts as a really useful tool for other watch enthusiasts, equally you know afflicted people to actually enjoy the hobby. So no, that's bravo to you. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank you, thank you, Roman, for those kind of words. Appreciate it. So um, I just checked up the. Uh the website and notice the update looks fantastic Ricardo. i love i love the uh the inclusion of how the app is is basically at the forefront now um but you know as we were talking about earlier how how can people you know support the app or support the um my watch memoir movement you know tell us about you know if they're no, interested think... in buying a copy or if they want to donate to the app's yeah. you know, recovery financially what can they do no, no, no. So I think I think the only the only ask I think or the only recommendation is that if you, if you use it, share it, share it with other people, share it with other collectors, make a little post so that way it gets a little more more traction. And um, and then yeah, we've, we're we're off to a great start. And I think it will just start spreading through word of mouth. Like I'm I'm sure about that because basically now that the world is starting to reopen, people are going to start using it, and then they're going to go ahead and, and start being able to share that in 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 a. In, in in watch collection gatherings and and then that so so i think that's gonna start just to, to spread through through the word of mouth so you can just share that that's that's great and if if you want to buy the physical memoir you, you can still buy it at our our at our website which is mywatchmemoir.com and then there there on the app as well what we'll do is when we launched it in charlie roman we wanted it to be free for everyone as i mentioned free and accessible mm. for everyone and we added that option of, of support us. If somebody wants enjoys the app, they can contribute to our, to our app development, basically, and, and support it that way. But I think it's it's that's that's totally optional. And I think if you use it, the idea was like hopefully one day in the future we'll be able to recover the investments with mm. uh, via the ads that are displayed. But in the end, I think now we'll keep that on the on the free on the free version. But obviously now, if you're gonna want the the ad ad free version, you're gonna be able to to purchase that, and then and then yeah. So that those are the options. But I think if you just enjoy it, just share it with with your with your friends, family, and and, and watch community. And I think that's that's where 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 we're at right now. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So everyone buy the buy 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 the paid version. Just <laughs> no, you can no 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 use the free version as well. Eventually, what I think you get like couple of cents i think for a thousand impressions you get like i think less than a buck or, or something like that but it, like the economics are 
only if I get to like a million or two million users, I think then we'll be able to to make recoup that money. But if not, nah, it's by the end. Anyway. Support my man Ricardo. Don't listen <laughs> to him. He's being modest. If you're on the Fifth Risk uh, Radio Slack group, you better buy this thing. Come on, guys. Come on, y'all have y'all have watches. That's it. That's you're it. better yeah. than this. <laughs> this is very cool. So, all right, that's 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 that, no, no, that's been that's been really lovely. So. Yeah, look, look, the app's fantastic. The the book's fantastic. I've got both. I actually use both slightly differently. Uh, as I said, like, I, I'm i kind of old enough that I actually printed. I've actually, because some of the information's on the book, so I've actually been kind of gluing in some of the PDFs because I've sort of added the, you know, because a lot of my collection is on that. So I've actually been pasting the, the PDFs into nice. the thing. Well, because I think, yeah, because as Charlie was saying that it's nice to have, for purely insurance, the boring insurance paperwork kind of thing, you need to have that information because you yeah. know I've been unlucky once in my life where you know we had a break in and like my early collection was stolen ten oh, years wow. ago. Oh wow, ten years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 taught me two things. Number one is, you know, don't store stuff in a nice watch box on your dresser. Display, it looks amazing, yeah. but it's a really portable way of for somebody to steal everything and actually carry it away. Um, so I've learned that lesson. And secondly, I learned, yeah, you just look at how crap your home content pol- insurance policy is. You don't know how bad it is until your stuff gets It started. happens, yeah. Yeah, it's just life lessons, right? So, I mean, thankfully, it was a long time ago. But I've learned that you need to have your records. Know, yeah, you need to have your serial numbers. You need to have photos with a watch on your wrist. At least in Australia, you do to prove ownership. You have to have a thing of like, no, it's, you can't just show them a photo. A stock I photo didn't case. know that. It has to be, yeah, that's you have a to great show tip. them a photo on your wrist. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, wow. Because there has to be like, that's proof. Well, at least that was my insurance company. They're like, yeah, yeah, we, you, you can give them a list of your serial numbers. They're like, that's very nice. You have to show us the, the watch in situ. Same with jewelry would be for my wife. So uh, oh, wow. I didn't know that. I mean, I so, had definitely a, a, a risk picture now too. Well, to I mean, that you yeah. know, other countries that are not Australia, obviously work. All, all insurance companies are going yeah, yeah, to try to get out of the way without paying. Sure, 100%. 100%. <laughs> without paying. So, gonna, so this I'm is where I think... Photo- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, Charlie, you go. I'm going to Photoshop a bunch of hair onto some rich guy's arm wearing a paddock week <laughs> You know how I do it. So I'm sorry, Robin, I cut you off. No, this no, is where you're saying. No, no, no. So, no, so I was saying, so I actually have, so that's where I find the book really useful because I've actually got that sort of boring stuff recorded in there. Um, yeah. And because I've started, it's actually, it's like sits in the safe, you know, it's, I know where it is, that thing. Whereas the app, you know, it's on my phone where I can, you know, look through stuff, but I do have the boring information stacked away. So that, there's a place for kind of both. Yeah, exactly. Um, and by the yeah. way, a good a good tip as well that I, I recently heard as well is also to I'm sorry, so sorry that that happened to you in, in terms of that that they, they broke Look, into the house. Long, long, it was long, long, long ago. I can kind of like it was my own fault. You know, the signs were there. I should have been smarter. You know, it's one of those. The other thing, what they told you as well, in addition to that great tip that you said, hey, don't put everything in a nice display. Is like if you have your safe, like keep your safe hidden. But have another safe, yes. buy another safe, put it more on display, put in like a brick or two in there, and then just leave it there like kind of hidden but visible. Mm. Because if they ever break in, that's what they're going to try to take. They'll focus the safe. They'll, they know that it's there. It's heavy. They'll try to take that stuff. 
and they'll run with that and at least they'll they'll, they'll be able to take that and not the other yeah. so that's the other thing of having kind of like a decoy there mm. so moment of truth i'm going to put roman on the spot first then i'm going to put uh ricardo on the spot second and then i'll go third what do we like more the app or the physical book roman you're up no that that's hard um I, I like to be honest. I can't answer that. I, I like the app for convenience, but but I like the book because I like books. I'm a book guy, so I, I totally get the convenience of the app and the I'm going to a watch meetup. You know, you know, before I would take the book, but I can hey, I can show people pictures. If I yeah. had to pick one, if I could only have one, I would probably pick the book. Because I think as a keepsake that I would eventually give to my son for him to presumably sell off my watches through, you know, Eric Winder, whoever it is, you know, it's up, kids, kids are you know, irresponsible. <laughs> I think, yeah, I like, I, I like the, you know, the, the physicality of a, there you go, kid, you know, I built this collection so you can F it up and do, do your own thing. Um, I like the physicality of the book. So if I, if I had to pick one, I'd pick the book. But I, in my life, I'll have both, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's Great Ricardo, answer. You're, you're up, Ricardo. Well, that's a that's a that's that's a hard answer to follow up to. But I would I would say, yeah. I as, as I mentioned, if if you love and enjoy pen to paper and physical and and, and be able to pass down that into into the generations, which is one thing that we we highlight in our 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 website. That's what, what what drove us to create that physical book. Yes, definitely. And however, I would say that if I would have to pick one right now, I don't know. I think I'm just too obsessed right now with my with, with the new app. I, mm. I'm, I'm really mm. I'm really loving the app, the functionality, and then the just the quick references that that you can have there. And the other thing that I really 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 enjoy from the app are the the analytics behind that. that quick of glance that gives you to that collection. I know that the book won't be able to give you that, but so that's that's what, I don't know, I'm, I'm really a visual and analytical person, so being able to see that data come to life is is, is, is phenomenal. So I would say like maybe like a 0. 0.0001 over like the, the, the app wins. Spoken like an economist. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be the one that just goes straight out the gate. I'm going to say the app all day. Um, not that I don't love my watch memoir, the physical copy. I have one. I love it. It's a great gift as well. Um, very fun and beautiful. And it's just really kind of one of those great things to, you know, have around, but I'm saying the app and this is why, because I can lose the book. Um, and all of that information is now public. I have the anonymity of my purchase, um, as well as my details that I might need in case something goes awry. Um, I've got all that stuff that I can just go and quickly get into my phone and say, file police report, here's my serial numbers, et cetera. Mm. And then on top of that, I just really am, um, I love the user interface. I think it's just so fun. Um, so I'm being controversial and I'm deviating no. from my yep. books on time movement, but look, man, the app is fantastic. Um, and it's free 99. Come on, man. I don't yeah. have to spend any money for it. Yeah, no, exactly. No, and you, and you can actually print. That's why I like it. it was like for people that love the book, you can go ahead and 
generate your PDF and press print, and then you have your physical copy there. So that's that's the, the thing you have it forever, right? You no. can print how many copies you want. And... No strained fingertips and wrists. It's great. No, no effort. Just thumbs all day. That was a hot take from Charlie from Apps on Time. Yes. <laughs> I'm now going. I'm now going full heel on myself. Technology. No, it's, it's, it's easier to enter watches too. As I noticed over the last week, I've been able to um, put 15 watches into the app in, in no time. And um, you know, just the proximity of my uh, book being, you know, at home while I was out of town, um, there was just this like kind of fun downtime where I was able to just play around in the app and and do that. So look, man, I like the app a lot. Yeah. I love the physical copy as well. I'm going to app all day. I'm going to be edgy today. No, that's good. And one one last thing I think in in terms of that that thing that you mentioned is in terms of being able to enter your 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 watches. Uh, what you can do is there's two options, right? You can enter a watch into that collection where you're going to be able to. There's only eight required inputs, but if you don't have and and then all the rest are optional, you can input those things. But then if, if the other thing is if you don't have those required inputs, like you don't have your measurement to, to get how, how what's the case size or what's the lug width or etc. You can also use the wish list section that you basically it's it's created so that there's no required inputs. Only I think you hmm. put in a letter or a name. So you just put in I don't know a Longine and then put in the a picture and then you save that that and then actually once you're in the wish list, if you're able to go ahead and sit down and enjoy like pour yourself a nice scotch pull out your your watch and you're gonna okay today i'm gonna input this watch and 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 put in all the details and i'm gonna take all the measurements etc that i want to have you can with a, if you go into your wish list where you just saved it with just a name there's a little button that says move over to collection and you press that button and it transfers it over to your oh, collection nice. and then in the collection you can start inputting all the details so nice. so it's it's that's that's how it was created so it's easy for the people that Maybe just want to save with the name. You can have. You can use the collection, the the wish list section. People that want to have all the other details, you use the the the, the collection page. So so yeah. Very cool. Love yeah. it. Highly recommended. Whether it's yeah, whether it's app or book or both. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It is really cool. So well done, well done, you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate you, Ricardo. You're officially one of uh, the fifth risk alumni guests now i mean you've been on two episodes you're going to be in the slack group you're one of us now you're going to get great you know yeah you're going to spin it out into your own show now it's going to be fireside chats with ricardo or something like that's it you've been groomed now it's like yeah you get you get your own thing now yeah so now that's Ah, too funny guys Ah, all right. Now, shall we start to wrap up? Because I know you guys have actual lives to return to. Um, you know, nah, nah, nah. I have to go. Nah. I have to go take care of the of the of the kid. My neglected family. Kid. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, cool. Exactly. All right. Well, so all right. One of the things we kind of do as we wrap up is: do we want to do Instagram recommendations? Yeah. There's a yep, nod and that it. kind of thing. There's a nod and a panicked look on the two people on the screen. Yeah, Ricardo is so. searching frantically. <laughs> Let's put him on the spot right now so we can get his tension on record. No, um, no, no. No, actually, a great account is, is, is from a friend of mine. I would say his name is Jack. Uh, the account is horo.my, so H-O-R-O dot M-Y. And uh, okay. he's a, I think he and I have a, a similar taste for, for for vintage pieces that collect from all different brands different styles tanks 
uh, different complications. So it's a, it's a great page and he's a, he's a great guy as well. I think with him, I, I bounced off a couple of ideas. I think we, we chat on a daily basis, mainly through, through, through GIFs. So, uh, so yeah, so that's a, that's a great account to follow and a great guy overall. So, and, and he helped me as well bounce some ideas when I was envisioning the app. So, so yeah, no, great account to follow. Great guy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, just, just following him now. I mean, it's mostly vintage, but you can overlook that yeah. if he's a good person, you know, you, just make, you gotta make, <laughs> you gotta make concessions. Um, I see, that, no, I see he's cool. got a, I see he's got a Gerard Perga with Breguet numerals that looks familiar. Yeah, exactly. Similar to mine. Exactly. It's a copycat, but it doesn't matter. I still like him. He's an aspiring Ricardo. Adoring. <laughs> All right, Charlie, you, you can go next. Yeah, um, so I'm going to do one, but it's not going to be um, an Instagram account. It's going to be a recent book. Is that too edgy for me to break the rules? It's not an app. It's not not, not in your wheelhouse usually, but all right, yeah, go for it. Stretch Sorry, out. Sorry, guys. All right, so um, I'm going to recommend a book um, that just was recently published. Um, it's called This is Gaia Shung. Uh, it is by Chris Dalman. He just recently released this book. It's about a... Um, it's about a expedition to Gaiachung Chang, uh, a mountain in uh, Japan. It's a Himalayan an expedition that occurred in 1964. And um, effectively, what this book kind of um, is, is detailing the exhibition, um, expedition, I'm sorry, expedition of um, this team. It's a nice, fun read. Um, it's an independently published book. Um, and then on top of that, it's really fascinating because uh, the author ended up purchasing a uh, Seiko Silver Wave about four years ago or three years ago. And um, when it arrived to him, he noticed that there was these uh, Japanese inscriptions in the back of the case, as well as a um, uh, basically an inscription um, indicating that this was a um, this was a actual um, uh, I'm sorry, a, a, a watch that was made for this this actual um, excursion. And so this is kind of, at this point, I believe it it rewrites uh, Seiko's history in, in the first expedition watch. Um, and it's also like an all-utility, all-encompassing sports watch that was made to be purpose-driven. It's, it's a fascinating book. Um, it is on Amazon. It's called This is Gaia Chang by Chris How Dalman. do you spell? How do you spell Gaia Chang? G Y A C H U N G and Roman. Okay. If um, if uh, Amazon is is sending you an arm and a leg for shipping or whatever, I'll send you a copy. I've, I've got um, a desire to get a second one, so it's Great. a fascinating book. It and and also we might as well shout out um, Cole Pennington doing the Lord's work over at Hodinkee. He ended up doing a uh, an article on it about three days ago, and you know it's not in Hodinkee shop. Um, you know, we, we can always bash Hodinkee every day of the week, but they, they're doing the right thing by promoting an independently published book. Um, and, the, you know, hats off to them. Um, that's something that I always like to see is, is when we, we got people that are, you know, doing something for their own passion projects and, and there's good exposure from the media companies. So good job. That's cool. Cool. Yeah, Cole's a good guy. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to embrace Hodinkee yet, but Cole's a good guy. You know. Yeah, I mean he's he's still he's still gonna get in the royal rumble with Alex and uh, everybody. Mm. I think they had one other episode they detailed who they were taking on, but yeah. I think Cole might be a little bit a little bit much for uh, Alex to to take yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, yeah, but we should definitely set that fight up. 
but um, no, <laughs> Cole, Cole, Cole seems like a good dude. So cool. Yeah, no, well. that's really good. I'll check out the book. That's very nice. I'll do mine. Uh, mine's not as highbrow as yours, but so the person I've got, it's an Instagram as well. I've got time dot four. There's a number four dot ever. Now, one of the things I find, one of the joys of Instagram I find is, is you know, locating accounts with like 130 followers at 140 posts and just absolutely mind blowing collection. So if you look up time dot four dot ever, you've got this sort of, peak independence like everyone from philippe defour to beat holderman to romaine oh, Gautier, yeah. uh some really high cl- close up you know you know here on fifth wrist we're all about balanced cox and there's some great pictures of cox on that on that account uh but you know they've got like raul pages like just insane really really cool stuff um, oh wow yeah, uh, yeah. amazing it's an, yeah, it's an insane beautiful. collection and then you, you scroll down it's like there's a frank mueller there there's like really crazy skeletonized Daniel Roth. It's just it's just an unbelievable collection. I don't know who the person is. I've never interacted it's with time him dot ever. four. Time yeah, dot four. Yeah, time dot number Not four ever. dot ever. And there's you know if you scroll down, there's like a Roger Smith series too, just nestled in there as well. It's like yeah yeah, and it's only like 130 folds. It's insane. Um, there's yeah, there's like an Hermes marquetry piece. The FP is on, but scroll past that. Um, you know, to the good stuff. Uh, there's a Crivia, you know. Yeah, Lung and Hyen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just it's awesome. Yeah, just insane. So really, really cool collection. So I don't know who that person is. Do get in touch. Yeah, we should be friends. <laughs> Happy to combine <laughs> our collections anytime. You know, if you want to ship some pieces around, Swap. I'm sure we can. Yeah, can't join the yeah let me around. borrow one of those. Just, just any. Just do a lucky dip. You know, just without looking. Um, Ooh, no, but, Daniel Broth. Yeah, Daniel Roth is having a bit of a – that's a whole episode in itself. Daniel Roth is having a moment in the sun. Who'd have um, thought? Who would have thought? Uh, well, you know, did I tell you my conspiracy theory? Should I, I don't know if I should put it on. on, on. Actually, why not? Um, I reckon Daniel Roth, like amazing pieces, I reckon there is some market manipulation going on uh, with pricing. Um, I mean, the maker himself, long overdue for all the success, all the, pri- the high prices, very well – deserved but i reckon there's something funny funny going on well yeah we'll do another episode that's that's you know we we, we need to be a little bit more drunk or sober whichever one we're in <laughs> for that but that's yeah stay tuned that's that's a really good episode um all right well let's wrap this up been such a pleasure to talk to you guys it's been long overdue i can't believe it's been yeah. a year since we had you on the show you had a baby you had a baby like you were expecting a baby last time we spoke to you like yeah it's almost attending a wedding Almost, it's been so long. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a grandfather soon. Um, so we should definitely, yeah. Let's let's not wait another year before we bring you you, you back, Ricardo. Um, no, it's it's been phenomenal to to see you, and yeah, awesome feature now to be able to have the the video at least for for us mm. to be able to chat and see each other, which is which mm. is really nice. Yeah, and congrats on on the launch as well, Charlie. Always always a pleasure to talk to you. I always learn something new. Um, and yeah, you're abandoning books or apps. Who would have thought? Yeah, books for apps. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the yeah. young people. You're just yeah. down with the youth. Yes, yeah. very much down with the youth. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm a hipster, horological hipster at this at this moment. Uh, you well, you are. You got the beard. You got the alarm watches. You know, you're you're into pocket watches now. Like that's just that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right, boys. Love lovely awesome. chatting with you. Last thing we always say: fifth wrist. We started as a platform by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. If you like what we do, 
get in touch. Follow Fifth Thrift on Instagram and Facebook. Join the Slack group. If you want to come on the show, get in touch. We're all just, we're all about the community here. Um, follow me. I'm at Times Roman at you. My co-host Charlie's at Books on Time, possibly Apps on Time by the time this goes out. Um, and of course, our esteemed guest Ricardo is at My Watch Memoir and MyWatchMemoir.com. Thanks for joining us and stay on time. Thank you, boys. Fifth Wrist is by the community for the community. We would love you to join the crew via our group chat on Slack. Email us at contact at fifthwrist.com and join the movement.